Hello everyone and welcome to PaxP episode 17. This is a milestone episode because, well, actually it's not, is it, Victor? Uh, yeah, I was going to say milestone for what? <laughs> 17 is a lucky number somewhere, right? Probably in Japan, <laughs> where everything's lucky. Uh, it's not even like a, it's not even like a even number or like every five. I don't know. Oh, oh, here's why, so, well, here's why it's a milestone. It's because we have a ton of news. Some awesome rumors, some uh, <laughs> movies made from video games, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, all kinds of stuff. Why don't we start there? So the first, the very first thing I want to I want to talk about is the thing I'm most excited for, and it's a Splinter Cell rumor. Like for for a movie? No, for a game. Oh, so a new Splinter Cell. A new Splinter Cell, and I yeah. going back like I mean, there's been what Splinter Cell, Pandora Tomorrow, Chaos Theory, uh, Conviction. Double Agent, um, yeah, Blacklist. Lot. Yeah, there's been like what, six yeah. of them, right? And it's, they've all been pretty good. They've all been, I would say they've all been from really good to incredible. For instance, Chaos Theory is by some accounts rated as the best game on the original Xbox. And this that's is the, same, the very first one, right? That's, that's the third one. Oh, the third one. The oh, first okay. one was just called Splinter Cell. The second one was Pandora Tomorrow. Yeah. And the third was Chaos Theory. But, yeah. I mean, this is this is the same system where Halo came out, the original Halo. And Chaos Theory, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, in, in many cases, rates above that. I think because when that game came out, it kind of pushed the limits of what a game could do. Because it offered such variety and complexity with the stealth the um you know the the um like his utilities that sam fisher could use at his disposal like all the all those stealth aspects and um i just kind of a groundbreaking game because it was uh, it was aside from your typical shooter first person game or something like that yeah and if anybody goes back and looks that game still by today's standards looks really freaking chaos, good chaos theory or the first one yeah, mm. yeah, chaos theory, yeah. chaos theory. The the first one was groundbreaking because it was it was like Metal yeah. Gear. That's Solid, the one I was right? kind of referring to. But but, if, but yeah, exactly. But 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 if Metal Gear Solid was based in the real world, it wasn't like where you were fighting bisexual vampires. You didn't have a sidekick who was like in love with his sister. None of that, right? You didn't have to fight like these wonky <laughs> bosses on rollerblades. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, it was crazy, uh, but in in. Uh, Splinter Cell, it was real, basically what you could be seeing in news, but if you were the agent mm-hmm. doing the stuff that's happened in the background of, of that of that news story, right? It was really, really well done. And whereas I think Metal Gear Solid's gameplay is kind of like wait and attack, Splinter Cell's was more like, um, like hunt and strike from the shadows gameplay. Like, yeah, where, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, you I had way less. You didn't have as, as much leeway in, in in mistakes, so you were really like this patient agent. It, it really put you in the shoes of what what a special agent would be like in real life. Mm-hmm. And so this rumor comes from Amazon Canada, where they posted just this blank page, nothing on it at all, but the blank page just read Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell 2018. This year. What? No way. This year. Right. Maybe Dude. it'll be announced. I, yeah. Here's, here's That's ambitious. That's ambitious, especially considering we haven't heard anything about it. Well, here, here's why it could be reality. It's because Ubisoft, Ubisoft, who who has done, it's going to sell in the past, right, uh, and holds the license, 
they don't really have anything coming out in the winter time, right? They have Far Cry 5 coming mm-hmm. out in the next week or so, the next two weeks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. So Yeah, that's all, is, that is really all they've announced. Yeah, right? and, w- and with games kind of uh, game companies kind of taking this approach of announcing games clo- much closer to release i think this seems a very legitimate do you, are they taking a step back from uh, assassin's creed yeah they said that they want to um they want to prolong the life of origins assassin's yeah. creed origins you know what's funny though as amazing as origins is um you don't really hear much about it anymore yeah yeah it, it, it was released there was some hype but not too much and then that's pretty much all you heard about it yeah i i don't think there was any pre-hype like before i mean i think a lot of people were anticipating it and curious about it but i don't think there was a big hype because yeah you know they just thought it would be the same the same uh repeat model of what they've done in the past but visually i think they took it to a new level and um but i still think it kind of died down quicker than quicker than a lot of people thought once they were experiencing the game like oh this game is amazing but it still it still didn't have a long life i think yeah, but I'm and sure I'm sure there are people out there that appreciate it still. Oh, dude, yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure you Ubisoft, they'll take the same approach to it as they did with Rainbow Six or they did with um, For Honor, where they kind of support it for a long period of time mm-hmm. and actually grow the the user base mm-hmm. versus then let it die out. Well, Rainbow Six is really giving them is kind of turning into a, a big cash cow train for them currently. With how, yeah. how it's growing. Absolutely. And, and they're trying to do the same thing with For Honor. Mm-hmm. But next up on the rumor mill, Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Well, this isn't a rumor. This has been announced. This has been announced. But here's the thing. So there was a countdown released, right, mm-hmm. for the, for some information. The funny thing is, in this countdown, when people looked at the source code behind the countdown, mm-hmm. they found out in, in the source code that there's a release date in it. Of September 14th this year. Hmm. Not only that, but it will also be the final game in the origin story. So the young Laura, the the, the one before the, the breast implants. <laughs> <laughs> the, but the, the one before Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the final chapter in the, pre, in the pre-surgery Laura. That's funny. <laughs> so December fourteenth, look for Tomb Raider. Probably gonna come out, and it makes sense because you know obviously we have Red Dead Redemption coming out uh, later that year or this year. So mm-hmm. it's got all the big games are trying to come out, uh, you know, before Red Dead does. Speaking of which, Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Yeah. Have you seen the preview for this? Um, the, the no. teaser. No, the no, teaser. no, no, no. So, oh, I, 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 I saw something, but um, they said it was a com- uh, it was a compilation of like previous Black Ops games. I don't know what the hell it was. It, I if that was that makes a lot of sense because when I watched, I watched it twice, and when I watched it, I was wholly underwhelmed, completely. Yeah. Well, it, it looks was, like it, the, yeah. Yeah, it didn't look like anything special. It didn't look like anything good. It just said you know Black Ops Four, whatever. Um, anyway, when I read so, through, when I read through the comments of of this of that of what I saw of the Black Ops, the new Black Ops advertisement, a lot of people were like, "Great, going back to jump packs and blah 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 blah," and, and everybody was complaining like, "Just stick to modern combat or or you know more modern age of combat," and um, that's kind of how I felt with with the you know the previous Black Ops games. Yes, yeah. I don't like the whole jetpacking. Well, but, you know, a lot of people do. I, I don't care. Of the past three, 
three was futuristic, right? But the, the two before that were like, were, were not. They were uh, early, like slightly earlier modern to modern, mm-hmm. right? Where they were just like, there was, it was like Vietnam era, then it just, just part past the Vietnam era or whatever into the 90s. Um, and I think that's about it. But uh, the third one did go, did go in the future. Part four, we're not sure what we'll see from that. But here's the big thing is it comes out October 12th. And you know why this is a big day? Hmm. It's because it's the traditionally Call of Duty's always been November. Always been November. Again and again and again. Mm-hmm. But they're moving the game the game up a little bit, and it's probably because even Call of Duty is afraid of Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. So when wait, when was uh remind me, when Red Dead Redemption 2 was supposed to be announced or released? Uh it's supposed to be released. Shoot, I don't have that in front of me. Um so they moved. So they moved Black Ops, the new Black Ops, to come out ahead of Red Dead Two. Yeah, ahead of Red Dead Two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because they're afraid. Yeah. Of, well, they, I mean, they wouldn't say it, right? But. Yeah, they're probably afraid it'll reduce their sales, and um, a lot of people won't bother buying their game. And obviously, Red Dead is, is anticipated to be a game that's going to have longevity to it. Yeah, October twenty third. Um, that's when Red Dead Two comes out. Yeah, and, and Black Ops was originally October 12th? Uh, Black Ops, uh, all the Call of Duties in the past have been November. Okay, so okay. Been after. Okay, but so they're moving in like essentially one. 10 days before Red Dead 2. Yeah. So they can get like <laughs> capitalized on like two weeks of sales before I that. mean, it's smart on their part because they're, they're trying to get ahead of it and, and hopefully people will be enticed to buy their game over red dead yeah. 2 and maybe it'll work because maybe some gamers are impatient they're like i want a new game i want a new game and they just think i want to get the first one that's available to me and that's going to be black ops 2 but they're so different like you would think yeah, that the people absolutely. who have the people who want to play red dead 2 like it because of the kind of game it is and even if black ops comes out first they'll still pass over that and wait the extra 10 days for red dead 2 yeah they're hoping to get those overlap players right the ones that are that, that would want both like, the, like I don't want to say the hardcore gamers because the hardcore gamers it's not necessarily the hardcore gamers that play Call of Duty and, and Black Ops it's more the casual base right because everybody plays Call of Duty and everybody plays Rockstar games mm-hmm. that, that does gaming and even though they're very very different if you have a high school student that's doing a, a like you know it's working McDonald's making eight bucks an hour or whatever and he can only afford one game which game would he get well the odds are that he would get this massive 100 plus hour game over a game that has a single player campaign of six hours yeah we'll see but, i mean it's a good strategy and, and i'm not surprised that they did it here's the thing though this is not the only news that's come out of activision though oh well what else because in a in a call with, with investors activision has said that they are aware of the ro- battle royale gaming model yeah and that they are fast to follow or faster to follow than others mm-hmm. well Which i think says, sorry go ahead go ahead uh, yeah no sorry you go ahead please please continue interrupter of interruptions <laughs> interrupter of interruptions <laughs> well i think call of duty uh development is so quick to pick up a new model because they've they have such a strong foundation of and and kind of a a default of of assets that they can just you know tweak to to add something new to it so i think it's easy for them to implement a battle royale if they wanted to especially with their gaming style right because their gaming style is already a combat 
and they have the, the, the combat down, right? They have the shooting down. They have the multiplayer down in general, right? So why not adopt the same model as part of their game mode? It could be zombies. It could be co-op. It could be battle royale. And it could be the campaign. I mean, this could be a game that catches everything. Mm -hmm. A catch-all, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so gay. Oh oh, You're the, 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 I'm sorry. The, the bad joker of bad jokes. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Oh, that's terrible. Okay, so anyway, with that said, where do you think this leaves the next battlefield? That's supposed to be staged in World War II, but oh, really? as far as the release date goes. Oh, wait, there's, some, you so think... there's some rumors on that? There's not rumors. The next battlefield game is confirmed. It was confirmed by EA at their investor call, right? their, their shareholders call, that there'll be a new Battlefield this year. But I wonder when it will release, right? Because Battlefield's been neck and neck with Call of Duty, right? They've been like just before it usually. And, uh, and I wonder what this means for Battlefield with Red Dead Redemption coming out at the end of October and Call of Duty coming out closer to the beginning, or I should say mid-October, where does Battlefield fall? Does it does it go in the beginning of October? Does it go into September, or will it fall in be between both of them? I think it's going to come out early 2019. Really? But huh? Yeah. Why? There's way too there's way too much competition. You have um, Red Dead Two, the new Black Ops. You have Anthem that's supposed to come out and be a very strong game. I don't think it's coming out late in the year, but um, or is it coming out later in the year? Uh, Anthem? Anthem is coming out. It's been it's been pushed to, to 2019. Oh, okay. So, so, so yeah. we have still, we have Tomb I just, Raider. I just think that Red Dead yeah. and Call of Duty for sure, possibly Halo, mm -hmm. uh, Forza, of course, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> God, oh, every time. Okay, I'm sorry, Victor. I'm really sorry. Do you want to start the podcast over again? Huh? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. God. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I I just can't envision. A battlefield coming out this year when it's already kind of stacked but i mean i mean i mean maybe it could come out this year i don't know it's been such a long time since we've had a um a good battlefield i guess well people, my... yeah a lot of people like battlefield one yeah, me and you do. didn't a lot of diehard fans didn't because it changed it so much yeah. but a lot of people did do you know what i think will happen hmm. i think that it'll come out in december i think that they it'll come out early december so that they can capitalize on the Christmas sales still. Mm -hmm. And it'll be long enough to where like Red Dead comes out late, late October, Call of Duty comes out mid-October, right? And then Tomb Raider comes out September. So gamers will be wanting something new, you know, a month later, right? Or more, yeah. depending on what, what their preference is. Yeah, that's a good time frame too. It's very possible. Yeah, that's what I think we'll do. I think they'll push it into December, early, early December to late November. Yeah. And Battlefield and, uh, has always been, I think, in my mind, historically, not like they don't have a big lead time of, of you know, from announcement to release. Like they, because there's, I mean, even though Battlefield is amazing, everybody looks forward to it. It's not the kind of game that builds that massive hype, right? Everybody's excited for it and probably can't wait to get their hands on it, but there's not this hype on, hype on it. So, yeah. like, like. The, I would agree with that. From the announcement to release, it's very short. So they very well could release it. What I mean, I mean, announce it at what this E three. Officially, yeah, and then that's, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to they're going to announce it this E three and then release it later that year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, so Battlefield doesn't need a long time 
to get people interested. And I think if it releases in December, it will sell well, and people will look forward to buying. I know I'm going to buy it for day one, and I'll, yeah. and I'll, Dude. I'll, um, you know, lean to buying the DLC. But who knows? Yeah. So in other game news, uh, so obviously Sea of Thieves, A Way Out, and Far Cry Five are all coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. But specifically, Sea of Thieves. Have you heard about the golden bananas? No. So in Sea of Thieves, you use bananas to restore health. You eat bananas, right? Yeah. So what they're doing is they're they're releasing uh, eighteen karat gold banana real bananas into the wild into the world, and they're making yeah. a global digital treasure hunt. So like a real like kind of like Pokemon Go, right? Like it's like a real life treasure hunt uh-huh. that you hunt for these eighteen karat gold bananas. Each like ban- geocaching, dude. Each you know how much each banana is worth? Oh, eighteen karat. Oh, how big is the banana? First of all, I think it's like real size. Oh, like a real size. Holy crap! That's like a gold brick, dude. That's probably dude. like a hundred thousand dollars. No, they're thirty about thirty thousand dollars each. Oh, well, thirty, was, dude. Holy, that's crap. a car. Thirty grand each for these fucking bananas. Damn. And people will get a chance to win them by discovering them, searching, hunting. Exactly. For them. How crazy is that? Is there gold bananas? Oh, so you said so. There's gold bananas in the game that recover health. There's regular bananas. These oh, regular are, bananas. Yeah, and, okay. and then they're doing gold, real, real gold bananas. <laughs> there's fucking bananas, uh, man. So, <laughs> oh my god. So when is this supposed to uh, start, or when uh, does the scavenger hunt shit. begin? Uh, that's the one part I forgot to write down. Oh my god, Roman. You have um, such good stories, but the details. Where's the details? Check back soon. <laughs> Check back soon, everybody. <laughs> check back next week in our next episode of Pax P for the follow-up. Yeah, check back next year. We'll let you know. Um, but that's not, dude, that's not all for Sea of Thieves. This is a game that's really taking, like, uh, doing a fan service to heart. So, uh, obviously, this, this is Gold Bananas. But beyond that, if you are to buy an Xbox One X between March 18th and March 24th, you will get Sea of Thieves for free. Oh, wow. A brand new freaking game for buying a console. That, when does that happen? Uh, hardly ever. Never, right? Like the last time I remember, like a, a real brand new game coming out with a console was. I can't think of one actually. I mean, like, this is like Wii Sports, but it's not like a real game. Like this is like a real legitimate game coming out yeah, with the, last, the console. The last time I can think of a game that came with a console was, the NES with Mario. It's freaking crazy, right? Like, and and there's there's got to be it. others though, right? Did did that, did a game come with the Super NES? I I wish I, I knew. So, I don't right? remember. At least like as far as new games, like game game companies never do that. They just don't. And here yeah. it is. So if you buy Xbox One X, you get Sea of Thieves for free between March 18th and March 24th. So go buy your Xbox One Xs, upgrade, ditch the PlayStation. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Or you can pay the $10 for a month to play Sea of Thieves and then be done with it. There you go. <laughs> um, in, other, in other news, uh, E3 2018, Microsoft has announced that their uh, show will start June 12th. And the biggest, it'll be their biggest E3 ever. In their words, their biggest wait, E3 ever. Wait, wait, Microsoft is going to have their own show, but based well, on E3? It, it's kind of crazy. They're doing two shows at once, basically. They have like a separate show on their own. And an E3 show at the same time. But, but oh, so like the same weekend. Yeah. And so what's expected is they're probably going to come out with a bunch of new exclusives. 
right? Yeah. They'll showcase all those. They'll sh- in their own show. They'll probably focus a lot on Mixer, right? Because they've been they bought they purchased that for a huge amount of money. They've been trying to force not force. They've been trying to not coerce. What's the <laughs> they're word? trying to force gamers to they're, switch they're, over. They're, they're trying to they're trying to uh, have uh, Mixer shoved down the throat of gamers. <laughs> it's been working pretty well so far, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So and Mixer is great. Like to be perfectly honest, Mixer is a very good platform for streaming games, and it's built into Windows, it's built into Xbox. There's no reason not to use it, except for the lack of uh, support, and that's what they're trying to for- focus on now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Xbox is going to have that that big show, and the last thing I want to touch on was the two video game based movies that are just that are just come out or just on the verge of coming out. Tomb Raider and Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah, I've re- I've actually just caught a little bit of news of the Tomb Raider. Well, review news, right, of the Tomb Raider. Yep. And it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't seem to fare well. Yeah. So Tomb Raider IGN gave a five point five, uh, which is out of ten. Yeah. So that's like a fifty mediocre, right? It yeah. sucks. That Rotten sucks, Tomatoes. Man. Rotten Tomatoes gave it the, I think, the same. They gave it like a fifty percent. Yeah, it's it's not doing too well. Um, Which I, I think, suspected when I first saw the trailer. I, I had such a ho- high hopes for this movie. Oh, yeah. like I, I told really you when to I good. told you I saw the first trailer and I said, eh, it doesn't look that good." And you're like, but "Dude, the, watch the second, the second trailer, one." Yeah, the second trailer and so I watched good, the second right? one, and it did really look like really interesting. Like, um, I still, I still was kind of like eh, mixed feelings about the character they chose, the actress. Yeah, because it was a giant forehead. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing How is massive. Know? It takes up half the screen every time you look at her. Oh my god. Anyway, anyway, I just, yeah. I mean, it looked good, but I was still had my reservations about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's not getting good reviews. A lot of people are really calling it a stinker. Um, and at the best, it's mediocre. So to be perfectly honest with with all the listeners, I am gonna watch it because I, minus the big forehead, I actually do like the actress. I, I love the Tomb Raider franchise, and I can't wait to see what they do post Angelina Jolie's horrible movies. They've uh, w- w- basically, in a nutshell, if if you want a really quick review, here's a sum up: it's a great action movie that is all about being a daddy finder. A daddy? Oh. Yeah, like you're trying to. She's trying to find her dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's that's the movie. Great action, daddy finder. They say it has a lot of uh, reference to the fir- the reboot. Yeah, there's reboot. there's some scenes that are right out of the uh, out of the uh, the game. It looks incredible. I, 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 that's why I can't wait to see it. Do they do, do they go to the same place? Uh, yep. Tiamat or what? How is it called? Whatever the hell, yeah, whatever the hell that fictional island is called. They go to that because she's searching for her father. Blah blah blah, and a lot of the same things happen. Like she climbs a plane. Right, but I, I, I can't wait to see it. I am actually really excited to see this. And the other movie I really want to see is Ready Player One. It's through, it's by Steven Spielberg, which is awesome, right? IGN gave it a 7.5. It's one of those games that, oh, and those movies that doesn't try to hide behind anything uh, uh, cerebral, right? It, it's just a straight-up movie, and that's what they, that's how they advertise it. It's, it's a video game movie, and it's supposed to be just fun, and that's all they want out of it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I, I probably will watch it not in theater, but you know, it'll be it'll probably be a good video game movie, I guess. I don't expect too much. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't expect much from either one of these. Um, Tomb Raider is not the greatest movie. Ready Player One is rated better, but it's because it doesn't take itself very seriously. There's a, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, fan service. They have like you know the, the Spartan suits in there. They have the DeLorean. They have all kinds of things from like from your past, right? Like if you're like in your, in your 30s, like like we are, you, you probably want to see it just for for the for the fan service it pays it pays mm-hmm. to the things you hold sacred. Yeah. Anyway, with that said. The, the, the real meat and bones that we want to talk about here is each console generation and what it's known for, right? We know that looking back, the the past console generation 360 and PS2 era really could be, could be summarized in two worlds, two words, open world, right? Where, where they... It wasn't the first time that developers really explored open world as we know it today, but it was the first time that they did it in such a magnificent way where everything felt real, everything felt legitimate, and it was a real purpose to what you were doing. The generation before that, the, the Xbox original and PS2 era, mm-hmm. could be seen as the, the multiplayer era, right, where, where gamers hopped online and connected with one another. Uh, the era before that is maybe the 3D era, right? Where you could actually explore real 3D worlds with, with Nintendo 64 and PlayStation. The time before that, maybe it was the story era and so forth. But what is this new generation, this current generation that we're in, the Xbox One and PS4? What do you think, Victor, this generation will, will be remembered for? I think, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of, of, and I can't say one is stronger than the other, but I think this generation is trying to bring a variety together, which is co-op, online, and storytelling uh, with, with a mixture of open world. Now, open world has been growing, open world games have been coming forth exponentially, so I can't say that um, open world market of, of games is any more dominant than it was last year. I think it's just had its steady growth because more developers are leaning towards open world or some kind of sandbox style game. So I, I would have to say that the online online component and the co-op component have really been trying to make a mark in this generation, especially with the advancements of, you know, internet technology and connectivity within the system, uh, within the, um, consoles themselves and the features that they offer the chats the the camera systems the the in the the streaming that you can stream directly from you know these these consoles um so it's like a, just a connection of all the gamers coming together and that might that might that might be kind of a grand explanation of it but but in simple terms the co-op at, co-op and online would probably be how i envisioned this most recent gaming um generation or this you know this gen of consoles the like the the always on mentality yeah yeah like kind of kind of like that always connected to your fellow gamer with 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 that curtain of of you know co-op and online okay so i would summarize it in one word and that word is gas gas g-a-a-s games as a service Hmm. Now you look at some of the best games that come out on this generation, like Grand Theft Auto Five, 
Destiny, mm-hmm. the, to be fair, Theft Auto came like, Five came out in the last generation, right? But it didn't really hit its its full potential until this generation, until its re-release. But Grand Theft Auto Five, Destiny, Division, Halo Five, what are all of these games, and in Call of Duty World War Two, what do these games have in common? They they all offer a prolonged service that wasn't mm-hmm. there before, right? Um, oh, where they they are constantly saying, yeah. evolving, they're they're moving forward and they're expanding, as mm-hmm. their user base actually grows past release. Like traditionally, a game would sell a ridiculous amount of copies in the first week of release, and then after mm-hmm. that there'll be this huge drop, and and then drop and drop and slightly drop, and and then it's just staggered itself out, right? And mm-hmm. now with these games, we've actually seen this huge uptake in the first week of release. Then a drop, and then a gradual increase in a player base. Mm-hmm. And I bet the same thing would happen with Thieves, Sea of Thieves, and I bet you the same thing is happening with Gran Turismo Sport. I where, think so. Oh, absolutely. And I think kind of what it's coming from is this this new take on games, where games aren't this this one time release. It's more of like a it's more of a service, right? Where you continually iterate on them and you build on them and you and you and you mesh them into almost like new entities right that where they're so far expanded that they almost can't even be recognized from their original initial release but do you think that's do you think that's like define that that's enough to define it as this as this um spear of of this generation i, I think i guess just put it in absolutely i think that more than anything else that that games as a service has taken on this, and you could t- you could see that just from the debates we're having. We're not having the debates about which console is best anymore. We're not having debates about which open world is best. We're not having debates about which multiplayer is best or which which online component is best. We're having debates about whether microtransactions are a good thing for games. Oh, you're right. Yeah, of course hmm. I am. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I this I thought this would be a good time to kind of go over the history of 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 this, right? Of games as a service and how it came to be to what it is now. And so yeah. games as a service as we we travel back in time, it's not so much a uh, a recent discovery, right? It, it's not something that, that just started with, with this generation or the, even the past generation or the generation even past that. It's something that started way way back in the era of the arcades. And if you think about it for one second, close your eyes and picture yourself. No, just kidding. But <laughs> um, <laughs> on a beach with a margarita in my hand. Yeah, and an arcade in front of you and your wife yelling, why are you playing those video games? But <laughs> um, no, but but really, they started back in the arcade area where those were the original games as a service, right? You don't buy an arcade you pay a quarter to play it. It's a service you pay for every time you want to play. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it started, right? And that revenue model worked really, really well until the home console came out and it killed everything. And all of a sudden, these, these arcade guys were like, dude, what the hell is going on? Why aren't we getting any money? So they went out of business or they made home consoles or home video games. And this, this home console kind of took over, right? But the home console was you pay once, you get the game, and that's it. It's kind of like buying a book or a movie. You don't get anything beyond that. 
which was great for gamers because gamers loved the games. It was it worked really well for console manufacturers and it worked really well for game developers because they games didn't cost very much or take very long to make back then. Mm-hmm. And it really it wasn't until MMOs on the PC that it started to take form again, where you have to pay a subscription to play these things, right? Because they they cost money to uphold. And so gamers would pay like 15 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month or whatever. And they were able to play these games online. And and that worked pretty good. And nothing really evolved with these until the Xbox 360. And it came out with this little term called, that's, that's so well known now. And this little term was microtransactions. Thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> Thank you, Microsoft, for ripping all of us off. So they came. Th- their idea was this: if they could come out with with small portions of a game that you could download, you could not only expand the amount of money that a publisher or developer could make, but also give gamers more of the games that they love. It was a win-win. It was perfect, right? What could possibly go wrong? Well, here's what we're wrong: mobile came along. Where mobile would give you free games on the iOS or Droid or whatever, or your iPad, whatever, right? And then they would have all these fees in the background for all these different parts that you could buy of a game. Like the little cup, pink cupcake that you wanted was $5. <laughs> and people became, like, it worked for it worked well for many people, right? Because more people didn't go crazy. But some but kids, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. So they would just buy infinite cupcakes for $5 and they would charge their parents $10,000 in credit card fees. Damn. Yeah, nobody liked that. But then the real kick in the balls came was when other game companies saw this, the publishers, they saw this and they're like, wow, so people are willing to buy fake things for real money. How can we use this in a fully priced $60 game? Hmm. Mass Effect figured it out really well. Well, Mass Effect 3... There was that always on setting, and you and they wanted to create an atmosphere where the player was always rewarded. The thing is, they didn't have to be always rewarded with with gameplay or skill. They could always be rewarded with money. So why not charge the players money to buy something and reward them in return? And then came Overwatch, which took loot boxes to a whole new whole new level and generated one billion dollars in less than a year. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, and so obviously this is something that's not going to go anytime soon. And it's because we know that games that have microtransactions, that have these loot boxes, that have DLC, that have some kind of content that you can pay real money for, players play them twice as long. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Players give them twice as much money. And players pursue twice as many games. Wow. How crazy is that? Like, there's no reason why you would move away from this model. And it's easy to see why. Because at the end of the day, even though we're all complaining about this, we still love it because we get free games. right? The mobile market didn't become evil overnight because they wanted to become evil. They didn't become mm-hmm. evil at all. It should be clear, clarify that to, be, to begin with. The, the mobile market saw that the cheaper you can make your product at the initial point of download, the more people would download it. And then those people, there were the quote-unquote whales that would that would <laughs> subsidize everybody else by buying every possible thing in the game to or in the app 
to make uh, to make their their dream of, of ownership a reality and everybody else could get this this content for free mm-hmm. so what here's what I was left thinking is we know that as we stand now loot boxes are coming under scrutiny right that we talked about this before where there's the uh, like the lawsuits right and the scrutiny of of government and institutions coming down on these people looking really hard at what's going on and they're calling it gambling yeah and like me and you we, we talked about we agreed like it is gambling right maybe it doesn't fit the perfect definition but it is gambling yeah it definitely doesn't match what we think as gambling because we think of gambling as you know playing cards russian roulette that kind of stuff but this is gambling for sure yeah we, we think of gambling as win or lose mm-hmm. right and this is win or win win what you want Mm-hmm. It's a win-win, but in, in in some cases, what you win is not necessarily a good thing. But you know, they've had this for a long time. Like, um, in physical terms, whenever have you ever been when you were young? You ever buy a pack of uh, comic cards or any kind of oh, cards? Oh, like Pokemon trading cards, right? You always look forward. What's the card that you look forward to when you buy one of those? Blastoids. Was it was a Blastoid? What's it? Dude, have you never played Pokemon? No. My brother had collected the cards. I was oh too old Oh, my God. Okay, so... <laughs> well, even in the video go. game. In the, in the video game, the Pokemon video game, or the TV show, or whatever, Blastoids is that... He's like this really big troll. Oh, I'm not talking got, about... Uh, no. Yeah, okay, okay. He's got cannons coming out of his back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He gets all the okay. ladies, you know? Yeah. I'm not <laughs> talking about... Like, when you open this pack, you're not looking for a specific, like, character or anything, but... Each one of these packs has something. Okay. You, you still don't get it? What the fuck? Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> when you buy when you buy comic cards, when you buy Pokemon cards, you always get a holographic card yes, or something that's yes, ultra yes, yes, rare, yes. and you always look forward to that. And yep. and so it's kind of like that same sense. You buy and those packs were like what? I mean, two ninety nine, three ninety nine. Yeah, whatever. They have, a few bucks. How much is a microtransaction for that's this digital price. content? Exactly. So we it's always been there. It's just a different form and it's easier to access because it's in our home. We can look at these at any time. I mean, how many times have you gone through the store when you were little and you're just like, Mom, 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 I want this toy just because you saw it. Well, yeah. guess what? That toy aisle is in digital form and it's in your living room. That's all it is. Dude, <laughs> but yeah, it's to- but it's totally gambling and it sucks. And we really can't do nothing about it. I mean, we can to an extent. I mean, it, it doesn't suck that much, right? Because... There are some benefits right, where yeah. a player with, uh, like, say, like we're adults, right? And we both have jobs and we both make money and yeah. we're both well off. But if, let's say, like, let's say that we're playing Call of Duty and you started six months before me and I'm just hopping in now, you have all these cool guns that you unlocked by playing, I want to catch up to you and I want to be, be able to be on your level. I could buy these pills. Get on my level, bro. <laughs> exactly. Be on your level, yeah, right? Yeah, you Thumbs can buy up out of the hot packs. lava. But yeah. the thing is, like, here's the tricky part: is that even if I want to catch up and buy these packs, I could buy a bunch of these packs, but I might not get the guns I want. That's the problem: is you're buying things that you don't actually know what you're getting at, what you're getting out of them. Mm-hmm. So, I started thinking about how we can improve this uh, DLC microtransaction, whatever era, right? How can we how can we bring in revenue to these uh, and I know we talked about this before I know we did 
But I yeah. have some. I have. I've been thinking about this long and hard, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> our 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 favorite quote. Uh, long that's what she long. said. Um, <laughs> and he, so here's what I'm thinking. Instead of the traditional loot boxes, where you buy a loot box, you have no idea what's inside of it. You just know it's a loot box, right? And you pay money for it. What if a loot box was set up this way? What if, say, you could see what's in that loot box? So let's, so let's say you go into Call of Duty, right? Mm-hmm. And you have an option to buy, like, this is your first time buying a loot box, right? And you have three options. You could buy, uh, let's say, clothing. You could buy, like, an outfit, right? You could buy equipment, like grenades and, and, and mines or, or and anti-scanners, whatever, right? And, and you could buy weapons. You have three, just three options. And each of these three show you exactly what you get. They have three items each. And they cost $3 or they're in-game points if you play enough. Wait, $3 each or $3 altogether? $3 for each loot bo- each of these loot boxes, but yeah. you see exactly what you get into it. And there's three items in each one. Okay. Right, so it's three guns, three pieces of clothing, or three yeah. pieces of equipment. Right? Or you, you could spend you $3 in real, in real money or you could sp- spend like 3,000 gamer points. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, you get one bonus item that's a mystery item. This is this item is not it's not something you're paying for because you're paying three dollars for three items, one dollar per each item. It's just an extra item that's a bonus item. Oh, I see. So you you get exactly what you want because you can see what you want. Yeah. But then there's also that gambling sensation without it being really gambling because you're paying for what you want but there's still that mystery item that could be like a legendary item that you could get the holographic card yeah. that could like, be in like, that one like a, mystery item it's like a item. bonus it's like a exactly. bonus do you think you think um, it should be applied with every purchase or I mean like every purchase of a loot box you should get a bonus or do you think you should randomly get a bonus well I think it should be with every loot box you get a bonus Mm-hmm. Right, but for every loot box, you actually see what you get. You see ahead of time if this is what you want to buy. But yeah, that's not yeah. all. But let's say like, so there's, there's these walls, like loot box walls. So the first, the first time you go into, there's three options: Web, one weapon, one equipment, one clothing. Right. The next wall is you get two of each. So you get to choose like you want like for weapons you get one loot box wep- weapons or three weapons each or you get the next loot weapon box of loot boxes of weapons each right and yeah. each weapons loot box could have like three weapons for three different categories so you have like a assault rifle a sniper rifle and a, and a shotgun or a, a pistol or whatever right that way you get at least one gun of what you want plus mm-hmm. maybe some other guns that you don't but maybe you'll use them later maybe you'll learn to like them right same thing for clothing same thing for equipment. They would have to add a lot of content to and they already supply. Have that. I mean, they have a ton of con- like. You look at Destiny; they have like kind of like the same kind of guns, yeah. like similar guns, but different versions of them. That's what I don't like about Destiny. All their guns look the same. They just name them something different, like White Tiger or Uncle Baby's Sam bottom, Tracker, whatever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Baby's Bottom, <laughs> Shark Tattoo. It's like weird names, but they all look similar. They might be a different yeah. color. Yeah. They have a different color, different attributes, right? But that's what I'm saying is that you get all these different options. But the, the main point I'm driving here is that in these loot boxes, you see what you want. You get one bonus item. So you, you buy actually what you want to buy. Then there's that added on gambling feeling, right? But you can't call it gambling because that's just an extra. 
right? Yeah, you, not you're purchasing, yeah, not, exactly. Yeah, you're not. You're purchasing what you actually want, and then above that, once you buy it in that tier, the next year you get more options within that atmosphere of weapons, right? Mm. And then more options and more options. So you can actually pick and choose what you want, and you still get bonuses every time. So you're like in a digital, you're like in a digital marketplace, and um, you're getting rewarded with bonuses every so often, or with every, with certain type of rare items, and um, which would con- which would make you continue to shop, but you're not shopping to gamble. You're just shopping to. It's like a, it's like a loyalty bonus. Like when you yeah. know you go to the grocery store, um, you 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 know they have you punch in your customer number to lower the price of the groceries, or you can um, use all those points to like take fifty cents off your next gas fill up per gallon or something. It's kind of like that. Yeah, and so like. Again, this is, this is merchandising 101, right? And I know game companies haven't really caught up because they have, and I know they have all these people in in different positions of in-game stores that track different stats, to track all this data. And they have people that are building the actual storefronts inside the games. And they're, they're, and they're doing it based on A to B testing and all these different things, but they don't have traditional merchant, merchants. And I think that's what they need to get. They need to get like bringing actual merchants that can help them figure out how do we take our model of making $2 billion a year as an industry of microtransactions and transform it into four and then six and then eight and then infinity. Mm -hmm. So the other thing I was thinking about was if you go beyond, beyond these loot boxes and you want to just like totally expand your horizon on what, uh, on what a player can buy and purchase and, and, and equip themselves with. Mm-hmm. What if we, like, let's say a game like Call of Duty, what if we introduced durable equipment? What do you mean? I was What's hoping, durable uh, equipment? Dude, I was hoping you'd ask. <laughs> are you what down is that? Are you, are you sitting down for this? Because she's about to get real. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm okay, sitting down. So check this out. So imagine, like you're playing, like imagine, first of all, Call of Duty is free. Mm-hmm. All you do is download it. And it's a yeah. brand new Call of Duty that's free to you. Uh-huh. And so you, you play the campaign or whatever, let's say, or maybe it, maybe it's split up into different portions where the, just the multiplayer portion is free, right? So uh-huh. you, you hop into the multiplayer, you start playing it, and you have, right as you begin to equip your soldier, you have, let's say, Two types of, of assault rifles to choose from, two types of outfits, and two types of grenades or equipment. Mm-hmm. Right? So you don't have much to choose from, but that's all it is. But that's usually how it starts anyway. And then you realize that everything you have has a durability meter that goes from negative 10 to 0 to plus 100. Mm-hmm. And when you first got your gear, it's plus 100. Like it's perfectly brand new. Mm -hmm. And then you have all this other gear and weapons and equipment on the side that either cost real money or in-game points for playing. Mm -hmm. And it all has a durability point too. So for instance, you go in and you play some matches, you buy a a new assault rifle or a sniper rifle or whatever. Wait, you buy a new one or you you go in with the one that is given to you by Let's say Let's say after you play some matches, you buy a new one, right? Okay. Because the base ones won't be affected by this. But you, you go in and you buy a new one, and it's plus 100 durability because it's really cool. ACR, it has a, 
Like it's not necessarily better than the other guns that you have, the, the base ones to start with, but it has different features to where it focuses on say like fire rate or focuses on less fire rate, but stronger hits per bullet or better accuracy. It has a focus, mm -hmm. right? But at, with these new guns that you purchased either for real money or for game points, the durability starts to die down over time. And as the durability reaches zero, and then into the minuses, the gun doesn't just disappear or start stop working. It starts to jam more and more often, oh. and it forces forces the player to want to get a new gun. Either go back to the the original gun that was like the, the kind of the catch all gun, the, the very basic like it's a very in the middle kind of gun, mm -hmm. or you have to either use your points or spend real money to buy a, a better gun that's uh, that has a durability to it. Mm -hmm. And the same thing can be applied for clothing, where your character's clothing will degrade over time. So as you get shot, these bullet points are recorded, and your clothing gets torn up. So you want to buy new torn clothes, new 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 clothing, right? And same thing can be applied to equipment. Once you use up equipment, you you want to buy more. It all mm -hmm. has a durability level to it. So this creates one like a fair playing environment where you could use points if you're good. On the other hand, you could buy this equipment, right? And, and you have a durability to it. Huh. Right? That's pretty cool. That's a, like that's, that's like a cool element they can add to um, an RPG game. Yeah, exactly. Swords, right? Shields, yeah. uh, armor. And I, and I know some, some games have that. Like, after you use it, it breaks or something. But, like, if it's more, if it's more like, in-depth, like, if it um, had a more realistic degrading level... You know, I think yeah. it could really work, and it's actually a really cool concept. I think. And, and here's the final part. I think that really like the, the cherry on top. What if, let's say, like as you level up, you unlock new guns, like these new cool durability guns. But let's say you don't necessarily want to use them. What do you do with them? What if they had an auction like Forza has? And I know I hate to bring up Forza again. I'm sorry, Victor. Just bear with me. <laughs> Forza currently has an auction for vehicles where you, you sell your digital vehicles. For digital currency but in the, in this concept who are you selling so, them to just other gamers the other gamers that want to play forza you, you, you get them in, and why get, can't they get these cars that you are selling because at the auction you can usually get them for cheaper from other players oh, okay. so what if in this game there's an in-player auction where you could buy these other weapons equipment and clothing that other players don't want for cheaper either for real money or for gamer points Oh, looks so like say they've unlocked an outfit that yeah. they don't want or that they already have, and it's it's brand new, a hundred plus durability, and they want to sell it for like fifty points digital or whatever. Exactly. So let's say that you really want this really cool deagle, right? This this pistol is all you want, but this thing costs five thousand points. What you do is, let's say you unlock a new outfit. That you, you you think it's pretty cool, but you don't necessarily want it as much as you want the deagle. You put it in the auction, and then you could get those points from that deagle and use it to buy those that from from the outfit and buy that desert eagle. Mm -hmm. So it creates an in-game market from player to player. Mm, oh, I I see. Yeah, a light bulb just went off. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Wouldn't that be they, awesome? don't they do that? Um, with uh, what's that online game? It's kind of old. Is it called Forza? 
No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a shooter game, and people always trade skins and buy skins for it, for their weapons. You know what game I'm talking about? Uh, you know, I don't think I do. It's an older, it's an older game, and it's still very popular, but maybe it'll come to mind. Oh, I, maybe you're thinking of uh, Team Fortress? Yep. No, 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 no. Team Fortress, no. Because no. I know you yeah. can, as a developer, you can make uh, skins and stuff for it, and people will buy it, but not, you can't really trade them in-game no. as a player. It's a game that's, it's a game that they play, it's a, that's in eSports right now, heavily in eSports. Um, League of Legends, Dota? No, no. Halo, Call of Duty? It's a first-person shooter. Your mom? <laughs> my mom's dead, dude. What? <laughs> oh my god, you dick! You dick! Why would you even say that? Uh, oh, Victor. Insulted my mother, so I had to that insult her back. <laughs> god, way to go. Anyway. Okay, anyway. But yeah, Love I mean, it was, I think it's a pretty good concept, right? Like, I, like, I think as far, like, both of those have merit to them, right? Where one is a loot box that's, that's transparent to gamers. Where you as a gamer will actually see what you buy. It's not like a big question mark on some fucking crate. Yeah. Like you actually get to see what you want to buy. Mm-hmm. And then you and get, you get, get a bonus item. You get rewarded for buying. Yeah, exactly. And the other one is a durability system where it gives you a free game. And then you could use the base items forever. Or you could use your points or real money to upgrade beyond that. And we know that that's a system that works. And it's a system that would work really well in these. Especially if there's a an auction house and that's between gamers that can support that mm-hmm. damn how hello man. man we have such great ideas yeah hello activision so, could you so, please call I'm us i'm so glad i mentioned this <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyway just for the record this is all victor said yeah i had nothing to do with it <laughs> yeah i produced the show notes and uh you know i just let oh roman take god. charge <laughs> you, you know what's funny like, you know when i come up with these ideas uh-huh. I just fucking run. That's all I do. I go for a run, and that's what I think of. Huh. That's it. Like a 15-minute run, and I come up with everything. Nice. Dude, I should be like a genius runner. <laughs> a genius runner? <laughs> like you're solving problems on a treadmill? Hold on. Let me get some speed here. It'll come to me. Uh, dude, and it doesn't work on a treadmill. You have to run outside. You have to see the oh, trees it have to be and the birds and all that crap. Yeah. And if people are getting your way and you just want to punch them. Well, I was, just, I was just saying a treadmill because, you know, reporters can, like, watch you as you think of these thoughts. Oh, that would be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Document. Anyway. All right, guys. I think that brings our episode to a close, right? Yeah. Fantastic episode. All right. Would you like to close this off, Victor? Oh, before we close it off, there is one thing that I you, – as you were as you were speaking, it reminded me of news that uh, for Microsoft. They're looking forward to developing – a Netflix-style gaming platform that will allow gamers to stream games from a variety of platforms, such as Netflix. You can watch it on tablet, phone, console, you know, smart TV, whatever, right? Microsoft wants to develop something very similar to that. So I thought that was very interesting. And I was surprised that wasn't in your news because... Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I figure I figured you would have looked it up. So, so I, you know, I think it's just kind of been coming out. So maybe more will come out about it. But um, yeah, maybe maybe we can look into it and then talk about it more next episode. Wait, wait. So Microsoft wants to come out with the same service as Netflix and Amazon. A Netflix, a, a similar service to Netflix that will wow. allow gamers to stream games from a variety of platforms, not just Xbox. Wait, so wait, I was like, wait, wait, wait. So I was no, like, no, they already do that. No, not their not Mix, their game our mixer. Has. 
On Mixer, you could stream games. No, not stream. Your play pl to play. Oh. To play, like you oh, play like cloud movies, you play games. Yeah, cloud-based oh. uh, video game playing streaming. Not, Dude, that, not we talked about this. Streaming. Do you remember? We talked about as far as predictions into the future, and one of the episodes before, we talked about exactly this. Yeah, exactly. we talked about how consoles would probably go into like a USB size. You plug them back to the TV oh and they'd probably stream. So. Dude. Micro, My mind you know, is blown. We are so fucking smart. <laughs> Dude, we predicted so much. But the Everything. episode previous to uh, Super Smash Brothers, the new Super Smash Brothers, I, I said how much I wanted a new Super Smash Brothers, and then the following week it was announced. So, I mean, come on, man. We're just how do we not work for Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft? How? I know we'd be we'd be making them stocks rise, baby. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, without further ado, we bid you adieu. We bid you goodbye. Wait, wait, wait. Before we bid you goodbye, please like this video or uh, audio and uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on yep. Instagram, follow us anywhere. Just, just follow us in real life. If you see yeah. me, just happen to follow. You can connect with uh, Roman too, um, maybe on LinkedIn, Roman Tolstick. So check him out there. I'm a big LinkedIn inter. inter. <laughs> in, in link, LinkedIn. In, yeah, link, yeah, that. I'm LinkedIn a big one of those. Man. Um, yeah, follow us anywhere you can. Uh, give us a like. Tell us your thoughts. If you have an idea for a show, feel free to just let us know. I would love to do the research into it because obviously Victor can't be bothered. He's a big man. So, ooh, <laughs> just <What? kidding. laughs> No, I'm just Damn, kidding. Um, no, no, no. Victor does a good job, especially in the last episode. But anyway, with that said, yeah, if you, and if you have any questions, email us on paxpgamers at outlook.com.